Welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my always co-host, Tina. How are you doing, Tina? Hanging in there, Rob. How are you? Oh, absolutely pleasant for this nice, <laughs> uh, warm evening uh, right? where I'm living. It's a it's a crisp 82 at uh, 7.30. Yeah, for those I just got who- out of the pool, so it's a warm day. Yeah, you know, for those people who don't know that we record this at night, so it's kind of interesting that... Uh, it's still 82, and I'm sure it's probably 82 where you live. <laughs> so, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm, it was hot I'm enough sure. to be in the pool. That's what I know. It was warm. It was warm where I work today. It was, and it was a little humid. Like it's, it's been a little, it's been a little musty and wet. Hmm. Not, not, uh, not so much California weather. Kind of interesting. So, yeah. But um, yeah. Besides that, not too shabby. And I heard some good news. I heard some good news from you just a few minutes ago. You're going to be also having a small little one running around. And yeah, it's going to be interesting since I went through the puppy stages. It's going to be interesting to hear your stories of, uh, you know, kitten life, (laughs) kitten life. the, The first couple of days are great until that kitten gets its its bearings and then understands that they can jump on you at three o'clock in the morning for no apparent reason just to play with you. I think that's hilarious. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, that's the only good thing about yeah. my puppy is that he's he's crate trained. So like, he's not uh, gonna jump on me at night. But my my plan is to at some point, if you know, if he wants to to hang around. So, but besides I that, I thought uh, uh, we we talked earlier in the week uh, before about talking um, about what show we were going to do this week. And you came up with saying that uh, a fan of the show, our Tennessee fan, which is quite interesting that we talked about it last week. And now we know who that is. Wanted to talk about toxic family members. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I really don't have any. (laughs) Not to like, not to pump myself up, but like, you know, I have a very small family and, um, I, I wouldn't say any of them are toxic per se. Um, I would just say more regular. I mean, they, we go through the same things, but I, but I have heard from friends about just insane toxic family members that mm-hmm. literally are just the anchor to everyone's boat. Yeah. Or, or whatever mm. you want to think of the problem would be. I know that, so I, I thought I'd go your route because you probably you said, oh, don't worry about it. I have enough for everyone, which is great. It, it's it's like candy. You know, as long as you have enough for everyone, everyone's happy. <laughs> well, I don't know. Having enough toxic people around for everybody. That's not something I like to to boast about, you know. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Look, no, nobody likes those toxic people around. But the funny thing is, is I think we all have a small bit of a toxic trait mm-hmm. a small bit yes unfortunately sometimes that rolls over into a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> or or you think you have a very small toxic trait until you start talking to several people and then you realize like oh shit i'm my own worst enemy um 
unfortunately, the toxic family members, I think, never realize that. No, they, they don't. No. When yeah. when I was when I was growing up, um, my mom was the last of 13 kids and pretty much all of them, with the exception of one that I know, had a problem with either drugs or alcohol at one point in time or another in their life. So we've always um, been in the mix of somebody's crazy drama. Uh, we lived right down the street from my grandmother. Uh, we've had people show up at our, at our front door, really messed up and causing fights with my mom to where my brother and I've had to kick them out. Or we've had to run down to my grandmother's house because a couple of an aunt and an uncle were, were asking her for money and she wouldn't give it to them. So they were threatening to beat her up and were in her face. And my brother and dad and I had to run down the street and beat the shit out of them. My brother likes to tell the story of how he looked over to see me throwing my aunt over the fence to get her away from my grandmother. I mean, we've had some, we've had some pretty fun um, fights over the years. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. That seems, that seems, I don't know. Fun. It. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, when you have somebody that's a mess like that and they're constantly doing something when you get to finally kick their ass, it's not a bad thing. And and we did like my my dad and my brother chased my uncle into the street. He almost got hit by a bus because he he didn't want to take his comeuppance when they got there. But my right. aunt decided she was going to go after my grandmother. So I kind of picked her up like the Hulk and threw her around and we got in a big fight and threw her over the fence and told her not to come back. We, we've done some crazy things. Or another thing that my aunt did was she burnt down my grandmother's garage because she wouldn't give her any money. And my aunt was in a, a drug-induced stupor. So she burnt down that the garage with the car and the dog and everything in the garage. And um, Holy shit. Burned it to the ground. My grandmother almost... My grandmother was running for the, the garage and her boyfriend uh, stopped her from doing it because... The garage was too far gone. She was trying to save her dog in her car. But um, yeah, we've always had things like that. Or um, lately, because there's only two people left out of my mom's side of the family. It's it's crazy stories like we could tell a story to one of our one of my cousins. But again, my cousins are my mom's age because I'm the last. You know, my mom was the last of 13. So um my mom's cousin or my cousin is my mom's age. Uh, I told her a story at a wedding or I told her what was going on with me at a wedding. And I, you know, she played telephone with, with whomever in the family. And when it came back, um, I was leaving my husband because I was a lesbian and my husband had gotten somebody pregnant and, you know, I'm like, that is not what happened. <laughs> you know, I don't, but I knew when I told her what was going on, I could see her brain moving and I knew it wasn't going to be good for right. some reason. I just had this feeling it wasn't going to be good. And yeah, so she, she basically, what she said about my husband was disgusting and then calling me a lesbian. I was kind of, I thought it was funny because normally I'm the worst in these stories. So to be the lesbian wasn't as bad as the other stuff that they had said about my husband. Right. So, and then my cousin calls and it's her, you know, one of her grandmothers 
um, saying, Tina, I'm so sorry. Did you hear what they're saying about you? And yeah, I've been used to this because it's been going on my whole life. So I was like, really? That's what they come up with? That's hilarious. And she was, she was hysterically crying. She was so upset. But to me, it's just, um, it's a standard situation that goes on in our family all the time. Um, we've learned over the years how to, to deal with it. And I just laugh at it now because I'm like, wow, they really got, they got there on this one. This story is a good one. Um, but, but my cousin was crying and very upset and took me out to dinner. Like, mind you, she was somebody that grew up in my house. She's, she's 28 years old and, and she's just the sweetest thing. And she idolized me because she was always with me and she was so concerned and, they took me out to dinner and she's trying to tell me and she's she's so upset and and I just laughed. I'm like, you got to understand, I'm used to this. You know, it doesn't have to be a big deal and I'm okay. And um yeah, you know, the story was a pretty good one. I'm impressed that they that they did so well on that. But it, it's it's extremely toxic because you should be able to go to your elders and, and talk to them freely and get information or get advice. And in my case, people are nice to my face. And then you turn around and hear a story from somebody else. And I'm like, wow, you're not yeah. nice at all. You know, those and, are the hard ones, I think. Yeah. It's like yeah, I've done it. if you're if you're going to be a dick. Just be one to my face. It's better. Yeah. And, you know, and it's nonstop. Like they they're they never cease to amaze me. It's it's never uh, it's there's never not a story. If I talk to them, something comes back all messed up. And I was always kind of the black sheep anyway, because I was Hispanic. One of the few Hispanics out of the 13 people, because everybody pretty much married other Caucasian people and my mom married uh, Native American and Mexican. So um, we were always on the outskirts of things. I was always kind of made fun of and would have to hold my own and fight with my cousins and get on them to, you know, to stop their bullshit. And then the funny thing is like, since everybody's grown up, most everybody's married a Hispanic person. So I think that's kind of a <laughs> that's kind of a funny thing, you know, little irony. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm like, oh, and all your grandkids now are Mexican. Hey, you know, um, yeah. And then I had it. I had an aunt on my dad's side that she was just ruthless. Like she didn't like anything that I did. And she um, she was constantly had an opinion about it. And she was brutal. I mean, her her opinion towards me was was disgusting. The way she dealt with me was horrendous. Um, she tried to beat me up when I was 30 because she didn't like the questions I was asking about my grandfather's birthday. I mean, the list is long. Um, I had to have people hold her back and hold me back because at that point I was I was coming after her. Um, I but I don't even speak to her anymore. It's been like, shoot, it's been like 20, 20 years, twenty one years, no, sixteen years since I've even spoken to her. I just can't I can't do it anymore. And the funny right. thing is, her her um, her twin brother can't really deal with her either. And my dad's minimal with what he, his interaction with her. So 
it's not just me. It's, it's, it's the family in general that has a hard time with her because she just can't be nice. I find it though that like when you end up with a family member like that, like any toxic family member, um, you know, you, you do end up having to cut people off, even like toxic friends, you know, at some point you have to just go, okay, uh, we can't do this anymore because it's not conducive to a healthy lifestyle or a healthy relationship. Right. So so I think those are kind of the, the things where you end up going like, yeah, like you said, you're the black sheep, even though you're not, you're just the black sheep. You're not the outcast. Those toxic people end up being alone. It, it, it might take 10 years or 15 years, but they all end up alone. Well, yeah, their kids don't even speak to them hardly at all, if at all. I mean, there's, there's two different some of uh, will barely speak to their family members their their parents because of that and then others they they don't at all they won't even they won't even go there they block the phone call they they don't um they just don't deal with it you know and <clears throat> i had to do that with my daughter cuz things got pretty hairy between us and it was like it came down to i either need to be healthy minded and cut it off for a while or take abuse that that was that wasn't even fair so in my life i've had to really um kind of separate from people that I completely loved in order to have some sanity in my own life. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe people would say that I'm, um, that I'm toxic. I don't know. I I don't Uh, care. (laughs) I'm like, they can say whatever they want to. I don't talk to them. I would say that I, I, like I said, I I bet you all of us have been called toxic at some point. Maybe. Um, Because I think it's, it's, it's always going to be, um, how, how they see you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think I have toxic people in my family. Um, you know, just by the outside looking in, but, um, you know, close people to me, very close people. I've heard stories where you're just like, holy shit. Like mm-hmm. h- how, how does this person keep doing this and no one says anything and and a lot of it too is like like um the patriarchy like the old grandmas like grandma just does crazy shit and like no one says anything because it's like well she's grandma and she's old it's like Mm -hmm. no (laughs) that's that's not how the world should work because grandma never understands you know or you know mom obviously like grandma to the grandchildren or but like, I don't know, I think I find that kind of um, I find that kind of bizarre that 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 kind of stuff happens where they, they just continue to go on. And a lot of them are like, well, you know, she's 90, so she's going to die soon. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, but she's fucked up everything for four generations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like, no, we're 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 really kind of, I know perpetuating that we're just continuing the cycle so then you know her daughter does it then her daughter's you know the grandchild does it and it just becomes this toxic toxic trait that is now handed down to 
so many people. Well, I remember when, so my mom had a brain aneurysm when I was 30 years old and, um, she was fortunate because they were able to fix it before it completely blew up and she died. Cause that's where it was going. But after she was through with having her brain aneurysm, she wasn't the same person and she had a lot of headaches and a lot of, a lot of, uh, pain. And so the doctors just kept putting her on more and more medication. She started with, you know, just going to one doctor and then they were sending her to a pain clinic. And I don't know if you know about pain clinics, but they will hand you anything and everything in abundance to you know, help with your pain. I I believe you legitimately have to have health problems for it because she did, but, um, it made her so bad that we had to, we had to have an intervention with her. And my brother was like, you can't see my kids anymore because you can't, you can't take care of my children. You know, you're falling asleep while you're there with them and, and you're, you're not any good for anything. And as sad as it was, because my mom, before the brain aneurysm, even before she got really into the drugs was the super mom. She took care of everybody and she was just fun loving. And she would let us teepee houses and then come pick us up. And she'd let us ditch and we could go in the pool, you know, but I was a straight A honor student. So my mom's like, you want to do you, do you, you know, she was really cool like that and young, but, um, once the drugs took over, she was, she was somebody we had to cut off for a while too. And I, I, as I'm talking about this, I hate that, but I really do feel like I had two mothers. I had the healthy one whose brain completely worked and she was a badass. Don't get me wrong. Like she, she was crazy in her own right. But after, after she got into the drugs really bad and the aneurysm had, had really just messed up her, her brain. Um, she wasn't, she wasn't any good for anybody. You know, I would have to stay at the house so that, um, dad could get some sleep because she would smoke cigarette after cigarette and drop them and burn things. Or she used to like lighting the cigarette over the stove, which kills me because she lit her hair on fire several times. And then when I go to cut her hair, I go, mom, what did you do to your hair? She goes, you fucked it up the last time you cut it. I don't know. You just need to fix it. And I'm like, mom, this isn't a bad haircut. This is sizzled hair (laughs) but she would swear that it was me and Mm -hmm. would say it really loud in the salon and I would get so embarrassed I'm like why would she do that but in in knowing how bad her brain was abused with with the trauma of having the aneurysm I gave her a lot of um leeway but in doing that you know we had to take a lot too right And so we, I had to deal with in my lifetime over, over the years, so many women, not so much the men, the men in my life are pretty stand up, cool men. It was always the women, like they just were kind of nuts. And, uh, you know, we had to, we had to endure a lot of, um, a lot of abuse because of it, like a lot of emotional abuse, not so much physical because I'm probably one of the bigger women in my family and I don't let people hit me, but, um, yeah, a lot of emotional abuse, a lot of turmoil was, was around us growing up. And my brother and I talk about it now. And my brother says, you realize that's not normal, Tina. And I'm like, Really? Like, I never thought that it wasn't normal. I just like this was just our life. Right. And 
you know, we made we made fun of a lot of things. We had fun in a lot of ways, but we did suffer tremendously from the the interactions with our family and the drug abuse and the the mental abuse that was in our family. It's been it's been difficult. And I know in talking to other friends about about their situations, you know, they have they have mothers that really just beat beat them down or they have uh, fathers that aren't around for them or they have mothers that won't let the fathers be around for the kids because he doesn't deserve it. So over the years, I've heard a lot that's been kind of abusive. You know, you have to let things go on and you have to, you have to let kids see their parents and you have to, you have to be able to say something to somebody and have them not say whatever you said back to a hundred people. And then by the time it gets back to you, it's like the, the game telephone, it's all messed up and it doesn't even make sense anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you you said something that's kind of interesting. Like, um, I have a really good friend of mine where I, and I've talked about her on the show before her, her mom just browbeat her down about her physical appearance for so long. Just over and over and over and over to the point now where, you know, uh, she would do anything to change her appearance to make herself feel pretty, which again, like I'm not, I'm not one to say, Hey, don't, don't change. Like if you want to get plastic surgery, that's up to you. Um, It really is. But, but I think to the, that, that, you know, mom just browbeat her. To the point where, like, she doesn't think she was pretty for the longest time. And mm-hmm. and I think that, 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 you know, sometimes, look, emotional abuse is, is just as toxic. You know, it, it's oh, yeah. physical. It's, it's, matter of fact, it could be worse because physical abuse could stop after people die. Mental abuse or n- never stops. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a seed. It just plants in you and over and over and over even far after they're gone you know people will be like oh Oh, remember your mom and all of a sudden you're like oh geez or you know remember your uncle frank it's like uh yeah i remember uncle frank he was crazy and it's like this this and this so and then it just brings up ghosts from the past so i think that's that's people really don't understand you know that letting people continue to be toxic is is toxic itself mm-hmm. you know i remember so. i would remember when i was growing up i was in the third grade and um <clears throat> i was always told i was fat and looking back at pictures i wasn't fat i was thick but i wasn't fat but i was also a good head taller than anybody i hung out with i was even looking at, at a picture that i took um during covid when me and two of my best friends went to uh throw pottery And we took a class to do that. And if you, we all stood together so we could show our pottery and the people took a picture. And if you look at us, they're at most five, two, five, four, I'm five, nine, almost five, 10. So of Mm -hmm. course I look bigger. Of course I look, um, um, I look bigger. I, I look um, thicker, but I, I look at all these pictures as I've gone back and I'm like, why did people just leave me alone? I wasn't fat. I, I wasn't, I was overweight, but I wasn't fat, but they really did put a number on me. And 
in my head. I constantly felt like I was, I was not sexy. I wasn't attractive. I wasn't so many things. And God forbid you put a camera in front of me. I get so uncomfortable. And, and I modeled and I, I did things that most girls that were skinny didn't do. And, but I remember even in the third grade, my mom put me on diet pills. She was on the, the strongest diet pill and I was on the weakest. And, um, I was on those for a while and my dad woke up, it was like three o'clock in the morning and I'm rearranging my bedroom. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, I couldn't sleep and I had all this energy. So I'm, I'm fixing my room. And he's like, oh, hell no, get her off those pills. She shouldn't have been on them anyway. But Everybody was so concerned about my weight when they needed to look at the fact that I was taller than they were by the seventh grade. I was five ten mm-hmm. in the seventh grade. I was by far the tallest girl in the whole school and um, and probably the bigger one because we're not small people. But I definitely wasn't like what what they were saying about me. I wasn't. I wasn't fat to the point where it stopped me from doing anything. I played softball. I was a Girl Scout. I I did student council. I did communicators. I was involved in anything and everything I could get into. And I look back and go, you bitches. Like, you had me thinking that I was ugly because of my size. And the funny thing is now, I think there's a movement now that's going on where guys aren't really into the skinny girls like they were in the 80s. And, and now, you know, I'm trying to get out of that mindset because I've been told, no, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, I don't feel it, Mm -hmm. but they don't see what I'm seeing because they didn't grow up with the crap that I grew up with, you know, hearing all the time. So toxic, toxic people or toxic situations, they definitely do take their toll and they do leave a mark on your spirit and, and how you are and how you deal with things for sure. Yeah, it's like um, our friend of the show, Liv, you know, she's been on a couple of times. She, you know, she just graduated from high school. She's almost six feet tall. And and, yeah, and and thicker, but but not I mean, but curvy, you know, like has. I guess what, you know, in today's thing would be like, you know, she has she definitely has an hourglass, but she's really tall. so that that also leaves you where even your own fellow students are toxic enough to say things to you like, oh, yeah, you're not going to do this or no guy's going to ask you out. And all of a sudden that those seeds are so planted deep inside of you that you believe that no one's going to ask you out. Yes. You know what I, I remember mean? being fearful that I'd never have a boyfriend. I remember being fearful that I wouldn't have a, a date for prom. I remember being fearful that nobody would want to marry me. Like I really had fears because people had put all this shit in my head and mm-hmm. I've been engaged three times. I got married only once. Thank God. Um, I had a date for prom. <laughs> I had, I have boyfriends that said how much they just loved me and how good I was and, and everything. And I thought, I didn't think I was all that great. And how sad is that, that I didn't think that because sure. of the way that I was set up basically to fail. <laughs> that's how I see it. Right. No, I agree. And that's, it's that toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, I don't know. It's it's a horrible thing to the point where it, either it'll run you down until you're nothing or the flip side, it 
the uh, the person who's toxic around you ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where like my like for a long time, from what I understand, I haven't talked to her in a while. I guess her and her mom have kind of uh, mended their fences a little bit. But, you know, it, they used to be in the same at the same parties, you know, for children and not speak to each other. This is your mom. And literally, well, my mom like, did that to across, me so many times. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's just wild to me. You know what I mean? Like, I've never uh, because I wouldn't be like that no matter what. Like, like I, I love my mom to death. She's crazy. She's batty. Um, but in the best way. I mean, she's just my mom. But I, would, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine never like being in the same room at a party for a family member and not talking to someone. It's like, right. nah, like I, I couldn't imagine that. I'd squash that shit quick. Yeah. For me, I remember when my brother told me that his wife was having a girl. I shit myself. Like I started crying. I was like, Teddy, I don't want you to have a girl because I don't want I don't want to act like my aunt did to me. And he was like, Tina, shut up. You're not going to be like that at all. And Mm -hmm. I was so afraid. I was so afraid that it took me a minute to try to even, you know, be happy for them. It really did. And and. It's funny because my brother's daughter is is so much like me. Um, she's not she's not tall, but she's thicker um, and she's a badass. I, I love this kid because she is so much like me and my mom. And I always say, I'm not going to tell you what to do. There are things I wish she would she would do, but I will not push that because I want to see what it would be like for her to just be her and, and kind of see how I would have been had all those bitches just shut the fuck up. You know, so I I'm my niece's favorite. And we have a really good time. And oh my God, I adore her. She even calls me. She's 13 and she's like, hey, Thea, uh, you want to hang out on Friday night? And what? no matter what I'm doing, even if I'm on, go, I have a date planned or whatever, I'm like, I will be there and I will drop everything to hang out with her because I don't want her to have those same memories that I had with my aunt that was such a, a C word. Oh my God. She just was. <laughs> She was so bad. Right. And yeah, even and, and my those friends. Things that, that, huh? Even my friends that were around was like, why is she such a bitch? Like it wasn't just me, it was everybody. Because I thought maybe it's right. me being an, you know a jerk, but no, it wasn't. Yeah, those are those things where like it, everyone knew. Every you yeah. know. And, and and it's wild because I think that when you're in a situation like that you'll be in the background of like, let's say a family get together and, and people are in the background walking by by like, like just talking mad shit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but that family member still goes to all of the family events knowing that she's just, he or she is just a hated person. That would be me. Yeah. No, but I mean, it, no, no, but these people come. <laughs> no, but they come to wreck havoc. They know that they're the toxic one, and they don't care. So they they come to actually ruin things. You go with the intention of going. Okay, if you don't like me, that's fine. But you're not going there to drop bombs on people. Like that's me. No. Like I don't care if the people like me or not. But I'm gonna go. But I'm not gonna be a dick just to be a dick. 
No, I go and I sit with the family members that adore me because there's Mm -hmm. the flip side of that. I have family members that wouldn't want to be with anybody else but me. And I sit down with them and we have a good time and we joke in and laugh. And and then next thing I know, like, you know, a couple months later, I'll hear how I did something. And I was like, I sat there the whole time with my family and did nothing. So I, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? I had, right. a, I had a cousin that I adored. I used to do her hair. I used to go to her parties. I used to everything. And um, I guess my mom told her that we were fighting. And so she took my mom's side and she just quit dealing with me, quit getting her hair done, quit inviting me to parties, quit having anything nice to say to me. I would go and give her a hug and a kiss like I thought nothing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And she would like kind of turn on me and go, I'm not kissing you. And I, what the hell did I do to her? But I'd leave it alone. And, um, I remember I had a party for my dad and, you know, these people that had, that were like this, they were like, I'm showing up to the party. I'm like, no, you're not. I didn't get invited to any of the parties that you guys have had. Leave me alone. If you want to have a party with my dad, have a party with my dad. This is, this is something I'm paying for. And if you can't mm-hmm. be nice to me, get the hell away. If it was a family function or something where I wasn't paying for it, I have shit to say. But I'm not going to have people around that are that are toxic and I'm paying for it. And so I'm uncomfortable <laughs> when it's my father. You know what I mean? And even my dad was like, I don't know how people could give you such a hard time, because if they only knew you would let anybody do anything as long as they weren't you know, putting it out there that you were an asshole, you would just let things go on. And, um, you know, it kind of makes him feel bad. Cause he's like, why are these people doing this? Cause I watch you to make sure you're not being an asshole at these parties and you don't even have to get up to, to be the asshole, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, what people get from this kind of conversation that we're talking about is that, Look, being the toxic person is one thing because you may not know it, but being on the outside looking in at a toxic person and continuing to let them be toxic is the worst thing you can possibly do, I think. You know, at some point you have to go in at least and go, look, I can't be around you because of this, this, and this. At least because you have some kind of, of, uh, you know, self being of like, I did my best. And if the rest of these yahoos here wanted to, you know, dance around said person, you know, okay, that's up to you, but not me. (laughs) I I want nothing to do with that shit. I'd rather sit at home. I'd rather go hang out with my friends and, and get around that because it's, it's not worth, um, what it does to you inside mentally. And, and it's crazy what it can do to somebody. I mean, what it can do to a family is absurd. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and the funny and, thing is, is, you know, if they really thought about what they're doing, like they're putting a lot of hate on other people when in actual actuality, they're the one being kind of crusty. You know what I mean? If they just stopped. And, yeah. And, and just enjoyed we could have so much fun you know it's i'm all for having fun i don't know if you know that yet about me but i (laughs) i'm not i don't i don't judge people i like to hear what they're saying i like when people don't act 
perfect. I'm a fan of, of imperfections. Um, you know, I, I always say my favorite saying is do you, I just want to watch and get some popcorn and see what kind of shit show we're all going to deal with. I don't understand why the hate has to be so intense. I don't get that. And why would somebody go against a relationship between a mom and a daughter? I wonder about that too. They should stay Mm -hmm. out of that crap. Well, but I mean, that's it's, family. <laughs> but but look at look at how toxic even relationships on the outside can be for a family of like husband and wife where, you know, you're you're the the parent of a daughter who sees the husband as being the greatest thing in the world. And maybe they're not or, you know, he, he's got some kind of toxic trait. But you don't want to, you know, not invite your daughter to whatever get together. So here comes the the anchor. And the next thing you know, everyone's just like, ah, or he says something and they're in the back corner, you know, arguing over leaving because he doesn't want to be there. And uh, they don't like me. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're a dick. And, and uh, but we invited you anyway and, and you still don't get it. And or then, then the next time they don't get the invite and then really shit hits the fan so it's like or it's like hey uh can you come over but you know leave bill at home it's like fuck really? man it's like i couldn't imagine i'm sure it happens though i guarantee mm-hmm. that kind of shit happens oh, for sure for sure because i've heard it in my own family and i'm like yeah. come on now but but i yeah. I, I can see both sides of that like it, it's got to be a difficult thing where you just know that that the turmoil is coming to the party. It's like, you know, it's like knowing the hurricane's coming and you can see it and you can see it in the distance and you're like, ah, fuck. Okay. Well, everyone strap in, uh, grab a hold of the fucking chair and, and let's Mm -hmm. ride it out. And then you just hope that like they either don't drink a lot or leave early. You know, I, I remember every holiday, my mom would be such a bitch in the morning of the holiday that we had to go and like spend it most of the time with dad's family. Cause, cause she didn't like the aunt that was being mean to me, although they were close. She didn't like that personality trait of hers. Mm -hmm. And then my grandmother was very, um, judgy with my mom. And so Every holiday, she was so crappy to us because she just didn't want to be there. And um, it made me grow up like hating holidays. Like, I don't want to deal with that shit. Like, can we get together and just have a barbecue and not worry about that it's Christmas and not worry about it that it's this or that or the other? Like, can't we just not give a shit? You know, (laughs) but it took me a long time. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was hard. Like, I remember mom was just so angry and she picked fights with dad and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this. And we had to do it. Yeah, I think I think that those are the uh, again, I think a lot of that stuff ends up being to where you are just like, oh, son of a bitch, like, OK, well, let's let's just do it and see and hope for the best and it's like i don't know i i would have a problem doing that but that's me i I just think it's so difficult to to deal with that on a daily basis of being just this horribly toxic Mm -hmm. i mean horribly toxic 
I, I don't know. I, I'm like I said, I'm kind of lucky. I don't feel that I that I'm um, that I've been around that that thing very much. So um, I, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I find myself I find myself to be kind of lucky. So I feel yeah. good about that. But. I was I was fortunate that my husband was a, I call him the politician. He he's, mm-hmm. was the type of guy that everybody liked because he never really gave an opinion or didn't have much to say. Um, so I was fortunate that he kind of was a buffer for me for years. And I love that about him, that he could go and do that and not um, not add to the drama but I at times I wish that he or my dad would have said would you knock your shit off we don't need this you know and they didn't do that which was so frustrating they are very much politicians but they don't like um, they don't like confrontation so Mm -hmm. I was grateful that he was the way he was and he could kind of buffer the situation for me but I also wished at times that I had somebody sticking up for me because it would have been really nice to have somebody just say, you're being an asshole to her. Stop it. Because right. I was kind of left. I was kind of left to fight on my own. Right. And and no one wants that shit. Yeah. Nobody wants it, that. At least not it me. It was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, I'm, not- I'm, I'm sure. It's not that you know. way so much anymore. We've kind of weeded out the bitches that we didn't want around. And thankfully, people have passed on that that were unhappy. And, you know, now they don't have to be unhappy. But it, it like the, the still the women that like to throw a story. Oh, man, I wish they'd stop. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. It's I, I couldn't imagine that, you know, that I would have to be in that all the time. Thank goodness I'm not. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, and again, I was kind of lucky as well with, with my marriage, like my in-laws were cool. Like I didn't have, like there was none of that either. So, and I, and I've heard horror stories about that too. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like just super toxic, you know, in-laws where it's just like, no matter what you do, you can be the greatest person in the world. And no matter what, like, they throw you under the bus or whatever. So <laughs> I, I definitely know. I, saw that in my family. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I find it to be a very um, interesting subject as always. Cause I think that, um, that these are real things that are out there. This isn't like, this isn't your, um, where you're just like, Oh, it's haha. It's like, no, this is for real. Like, this is real shit that happens to people all the time where, yeah. you know, and, you know, I know that people throw that the the toxic word around like it's no big deal. But um, I, I believe that it's a, a bigger deal than most people want to uh, really talk about. So um, and, and in having toxic people in your life, you you have to change your um, your 
the way you deal with things like you, you can't let it get under your skin. You have to roll with it. Know these people are going to be the way they are, but you don't have to engage. And I think that that's like something that people should know. Like you don't have to play the part. You can let them say whatever they say until they're blue in the face, but just act the way you're going to act, be with the people you want to be with and don't worry about the other shit because worrying about it just makes your life more like harder or more Mm -hmm. difficult or it's just, it hurts you. And I let a lot of hurt go on in my life over the years with that. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to sit with the people that I want to be with and fuck the rest of them. And life has been so much better being like that. Yeah. I I agree. Yeah. Uh, And look, there's, there's no time like the present, you know, you don't have to, um, continually feel like you're being hammered or bashed it's like stand up say this is how it's going to be and and uh you you have to live and you have to live Mm -hmm. for you so and i think that's the best part or the best thing you know i i've i've learned over the last couple of years that no matter what life goes on always there there isn't you know, life doesn't stop unless it stops. So it'll go on. Um, you know, whether it's the way that we want to or not, you know, it, it, it'll go on. So if you have toxic people in your life and you don't want them there, it, it's okay to say, I got to go. Like, I can't be around this situation because it's bringing me down and or it's bringing the family down or it's bringing this down. It's like, Sorry, you can't come here anymore until you realize you're the problem. <laughs> and yeah, you know, and, and it's OK, I, I think. I mean, I think, you know, hopefully younger people are going to, you know, hear this and at least understand that, like, look, you have a lot of years left. There's no reason to continue to let people bring you down. Absolutely. Well, that's our show. Amazing. <laughs> We did it. And it's so fast. Amazing how quickly that went. Um, You want to tell these fine folks where they can hear this lovely show? You could hear us on Spotify, Google, Amazon, um, Audibles, Apple, anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And uh, feel free to reach out to us on our social media. You could reach us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. 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 And we would love to hear your opinions and and thank you to my friend in Tennessee who gave us the idea for tonight and thank you for all of your downloads man you've been listening to some serious episodes so thank you thank you and and thank you for your comments um she said that she really liked our our podcast so I have to say thank you so much for listening and for always being a friend. Great. And uh, yeah, share, share, share. Send this podcast to your friends. But if you need links, share it and subscribe so you get the downloads every Wednesday. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. And we only have eight. We only have eight more states before we've we have listeners in all 50 states. So please, Uh, please share so that we could get those last eight states. Yeah, because that's that's our, our first goal. Our first goal is to hit all 50 states. And uh, we're we're getting there. We're pumping them out. And uh, yeah, enjoy the uh, over 50 episodes. 
And uh, there's a big library. So listen back to those uh, early shows that probably aren't so great, but were just as fun. <laughs> they were a good time. <laughs> they are. And this is an opinion show. So don't get it twisted. Have fun. Listen. Keep coming back. Subscribe. And we will see you or you'll hear us every Wednesday. Check back in. Tina, it's been fun as always. Yes, it has. Alrighty, and we'll uh, see you uh, in a week. Bye. See ya.